standing for our scripture reading, which comes today from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, and I'm reading verses 21 through 28. From there, Jesus went to the regions of Tyre and Sidon. A A Canaanite woman from those territories came out and shouted, Show me mercy, son of David. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession, but he didn't respond to her at all. His disciples came and urged him, send her away. She keeps shouting out after us. Jesus replied, I've been sent only to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. He replied, it is not good to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off their master's table. Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. It will be just as you wish. And right then, her daughter was healed. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated, please. This morning, we're going to be continuing our sermon series as we're looking at the faithful women, or some of them in the Old and New Testaments. Over the the past few weeks, we've looked at Mary Magdalene and Hannah and Abigail and Lydia. And today, we're going to be looking at an unnamed woman who was Canaanite, whose story we can find in two of the Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Mark. We've read Matthew's Gospel this morning, and from Matthew's Gospel, we know very little about this woman. We don't know her name. We don't know her her hometown. We know roughly the region where she is. We don't know any of her family connections. The only thing Matthew tells us is the reader is that she was a Canaanite woman, Mark chapter 7 is also where you can find her story in Mark's gospel. And Mark tells us that she was a Greek Syrophoenician by birth. So essentially, if you combine the two gospels and what they tell us about this story, we can come to the conclusion that she was Greek. She was native to the region between Tyre and Sidon, as you can see on the map, which are the the two dots on the Mediterranean Ocean up towards the top. So not in the land of Israel, but this is... uh, north of Israel. And that's really all we know. What we also know is that Jesus and the disciples have ended up in this area. And the last thing that Mark and Matthew tell us is that she was Gentile or Canaanite, meaning what they're telling us is she was not of the Jewish faith. Even if she did not live in the land of Israel, she was not Jewish in her religious practice or anything else. And we also know that her daughter was possessed by demons. This woman can't heal her daughter of the demonic possession, and so she's desperate. If you all have been in situations, well, I mean, we all know of situations where we wish things could happen the way we want them to happen, and we quite honestly, you know, when when we get in those positions, we can think of this woman and, and what she's experienced and is experiencing. She's desperate. She's probably at her wit's end. She's probably sought any and all care that she probably could from a doctor or or healer or anyone else that she could find. And in her desperation, she's willing to do anything, isn't she? And then she hears of a Jewish man who's journeyed north and come to the region where she lives. This man has come out of Israel, out of the region of the Sea of Galilee, with a group of men that were following him, men and women that were called disciples. And we know from other portions of the Gospels that this is certainly a realistic thing. Jesus often went with the disciples and took them away from the crowds 
took them away from the questions of the Pharisees, from uh, people coming to him and bringing people to be healed by him. And often Jesus would do that so that he could explain something that had happened or so that he could teach the disciples as a group, knowing that they were going to be the ones that were charged to carry on this gospel message once he was gone. And so the Canaanite woman has heard of Jesus somehow. She somehow has heard stories of this man who has left his land and is now in her homeland. She's heard he can heal. She's heard he can cast out demons. And she may not have understood in what name or by what God he acted and did, but she was willing to do whatever was necessary. And so she sought him out. She's not Jewish. She's not a disciple. She had nothing to lose and everything to gain. She had nothing to give Jesus except her faith, her belief, and her hope. And so she approaches him and she says, Show me mercy, son of David. My daughter is suffering from demon possession. Show me mercy. Now see, Jesus' reaction, I think, is one that <clears throat> is kind of interesting if you think about it because he hears what she says and he doesn't respond. He didn't acknowledge her. He didn't make a sound and we might wonder why. And see, for the disciples and the others who were there, they thought that, that she was asking for too much, didn't they? They thought that she was asking for something that she had not earned, for something that was not due her. She was not Jewish. She, was not, she didn't have the, the heritage or the resume or the degree or anything else that would have had any measurable value to anyone that was there. All she brought to Jesus was belief. And she believed in two different things. She believed that her daughter was suffering from her daughter was weak and suffering of the possession, and she knew that Jesus was strong. That was it, wasn't it? She saw that her daughter needed healing, she needed help, she needed care, she needed everything, and she saw that and believed that Jesus was the only one who could bring that to her daughter. She knew Jesus could do something that had been unattainable from any other person and in any other way. And she knew that it was impossible to do it on her own. And Jesus was able to do it because God is a God of grace who only asks us to have faith in Him. If you read in the Gospel of John, John writes about how Jesus was the Word made flesh and of how in the incarnation we know that Jesus brought the gift of grace into this fallen world and He brought the gift of grace into this creation that God has made. And so is much of this, this conflict that the Pharisees had with Jesus was this idea and this reason that this woman is going to Him. Because what Jesus was doing is he was bringing a faith and a belief and God's kingdom to people that he was saying, all you have to do is believe and change who you are and allow God's Holy Spirit to guide you. See, in a faith, this was contrary to the faith of the Pharisees 
who believed that an individual's salvation was, was merited and dependent on the work that they did, meaning the way that people followed the law was the way that, that they might remain pure and ritually clean and be able to approach God. And that's not what Jesus brought. Because Jesus brought grace for those who could not achieve, for those who could not obtain, and for those, well, any of us who cannot create grace on our own. So what did the Canaanite woman have to give to Jesus? She had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing to give, nothing to bring, nothing to offer, except belief and except faith. And see, the, fa- the disciples, are, they're kind of like the Pharisees here, aren't they? Because they're annoyed at her belief. They're annoyed in thinking that that she has the ability to come to Jesus and request this of him. They're annoyed that that she is persisting and continuing to request help. They're annoyed that she had the gall to even call out to him. And so they tell Jesus, just send her away. She keeps shouting after us. This isn't the first time we've heard the disciples say this, is it, in the Gospels? When the parents are bringing the little children to be blessed by Jesus, what did the disciples say? No, you know, they held them back. The disciples told the crowds to go away when they were following Jesus. This isn't a one-time thing. And time and time again, the disciples hear the requests of others and they get annoyed or frustrated as they attempt to protect Jesus or keep his attention and focus on what they feel he needs to stay focused on. But see, it's to the disciples' complaint or request to send her away that Jesus actually responds. She said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus hasn't said a thing. The disciples have said, send her away. And Jesus says, I've, only, I've been sent only to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. The Canaanite woman continues by saying, Lord, help me. Jesus said, it's not good to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And she responded by saying, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off their master's table. And Jesus' response was, woman, you have great faith. It will be just as you wish. And her daughter was healed. Her daughter was healed. Because of her persistence, because of her faith, And because of her willingness to believe, even as someone who had no knowledge of the tradition or the history of the Jewish faith or anything else about Jesus except what she'd heard about him, that didn't matter to her. She heard that the healing could happen and she was willing to take the risk to make it happen. Basically, she had nothing to lose. So she made a request to God. She made a request to God who delights and who listens and who hears requests for those who are sincere seekers. She made her request by by being who she was and knowing who she was. And Jesus, I have to think at some level he had to have been delighted to hear that this woman that was not part of his following, that had never heard him before, that wasn't even from Israel and had not even probably heard that much about him, was able to place more faith in him at that point and at that time than some of those who had followed him for two years in his ministry. Her daughter was healed. 
Mark 7 gives us a little bit more in Mark 7, verse 30. Where Mark writes, The Canaanite woman returned home and found the demon gone and her daughter lying on her bed. See, the Canaanite woman's story is a little different too if you think about it because she had faith, she had action, and after Jesus acted, that didn't translate into her following Jesus, did it? We don't know. But I think the Gospels are pretty effective at telling us that once someone's life has been changed or once someone's life has been impacted or affected by encountering Jesus Christ, the Gospels are pretty effective in telling us he left everything and followed him. She became a follower of Jesus. But this woman believed. She had belief that Jesus could heal her daughter even if that healing consisted not of the main portion of the meal, but of the crumbs that fell off the master's table. See, she believed that even the leftovers of God were more than sufficient to work in and through the situation that was, she was bringing to God. She was bringing, believed that, that uh, God's seconds were more than enough than what she need, for what she needed. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, It's impossible to please God without faith, because the one who draws near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards people who try to find Him. See, what Hebrews is trying to tell us is that faith is real and that God is inherently good. And see, when the Canaanite woman called out to Jesus, there was no guarantee that he was going to heal her daughter. There was no guarantee that Jesus was even going to hear her voice. But there was belief in Jesus Christ that God was there, that God was present, and that God was good. See, faith is not the belief that God is going to do what you want all the time. But it's the belief in that when we believe in God is that God is real and God is good and that God can and do work, does work in His time. See, this woman believed that God could work and that God would work and we can believe that God does and will work in our time today. The scripture tells us that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And that God's response to our faith is not dependent on each of us. It's not dependent on your actions. It's not dependent on your prayers. It's not dependent on anything else that you can do except believe. And his response is because of his abundant grace. And so our job in this is to trust that God does what is good and that God does what is right even when there are times that, that things don't turn out in the way that you and I would want them to. Because see, the Canaanite woman knew her situation. She knew her daughter needed healing and she had hope in seeking out Jesus. She sought out Jesus. She didn't just hope that, that her daughter would be healed. She didn't just wish that it would happen, but she went. And Jesus saw who she was. He heard her. 
and her daughter was healed. But see, friends, Jesus didn't need anything from the Canaanite woman in this story. He didn't need her faith. He didn't need her belief. He didn't need anything else. He didn't need to heal her daughter to prove anything, but he did. Out of his love for her and out of the way that he loves and works for each of us, even as he demonstrated the power of God, not in Israel, not on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, but even in the region of Gentiles, near the cities of Tyre and of Sidon. Amen.